The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. It's been, I've had, I took some time off. I got a little sick in between Christmas and, uh, and the New Year. Uh, it was still eventful, though. I mean, took some shots from inside the pylons on uh, Twitter. nothing new for me baby i'm used to taking shots uh you know uh all sorts of crazy things have happened but do want to say before i forget uh good vibes to to demar hamlin and his family i'm not a i'm personally not a prayer but i will put my my vibes out there uh it was you know hard to watch and uh a really scary moment but it reminded me that you know don't forget our favorite sport horse racing is a very dangerous sport itself you have jockeys, you have equine athletes who are risking their lives every single time that they race. So next time you have a good day at the window, I just want to remind everyone, don't forget to maybe kick a little back to the uh, the PDJF, the Permanently Disabled Jockey Fund. Find a reputable thoroughbred aftercare foundation that will take your, uh, your donations. They're out there. Uh, so now that we've got that part out of the way, bring him back in. For, I want to say maybe it's fourth time now. Uh, third time, I think. Third time? The Michelangelo of the crying Michael Jordan, Mr. <laughs> Barry Sniper Spears. What's up, Barry? What's going on, my man? Love those crying Jordans. Uh, although some people really hate them, I think they're hilarious whenever some, you know, big favorite loses or they do something really stupid. It's just very t- expressive, you know? It, it, it gets the point across. I'll tell you what. Uh, I saw your crying Jordan face on a Southwest jet and mwah, just chef's kiss my boy. That was perfect. Cause I've hated Southwest since before it was cool. Yeah. I, I, I never liked Southwest. I flew them one time and I was done with it. Uh, you know, and my wife's like, what? I love the Southwest. I was like, yeah, you need to fly first class or business class or something other than Southwest. And you'll never fly that airline again. So fly being on a flying bus. And then it's plus, worse. It's worse. But my my thing about it is like I get so much anxiety with the no assigned seats thing. Like I'm, I, I understand there are people who are rebels out there who want the freedom to go out there and sit wherever they want. But here's the deal: what happens is if you don't like check in early enough, like you are just like walking down the aisle looking at people sitting in the aisle seat and the window seat, just mean mugging you. Like, don't sit here. Like you're you know, Forrest that... Gump on the first day of school. <laughs> yes. That's what I was going to say. It reminds me of Forrest Gump where, he, you know, he was walking by and there's like seats taken. That's right. Yeah. Seats taken. Well, I love my favorite kid in that sequence is the one that inexplicably sounds like he's from fucking Brooklyn. It's like, you can't sit here. And they're like, what? Yeah. 
What are you get done selling papers with fucking Christian Bale and, and Newsies? Like, how did you get here? How did you get to South Alabama, kid? Like, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> so we talked about this before, but it sounds like everyone had good ho- good holiday, good New Year's. Did you do did you get it down on the uh the uh Santa Anita Malibu Day card? Yeah, absolutely. It was a that was a great card. Um definitely something to do day after Christmas, you know. That, that was cool, you know. Being a dad, you know, of however many years, too many at this point, it seems like. Um I don't get many presents, you know. Dads right. get left out. Uh but I was left alone to my own devices to play the horses. So I was I was happy. Absolutely. That was like present in and of itself. Yeah, we had Ty, what Tybal won that race, so it's it's good to know which horse is going to be the Bob Baffert like four year old that he's invested in because apparently it's going to be Tyba this year. It's it's whoever wins the Malibu typically yeah. is is yeah. his four year old that he's invested in. Pretty much, I mean, you know, just as as a general note, like all the older horses retired, other than Taba and who else? What he had Messier in, which I thought Messier might get like a sneaky a sneaky win or something because he bled last out, but he's completely fraudulent. That horse, he won what my friend Charles Simon says is the worst graded stakes of all time, which was the Lewis last year. You can go ahead and watch that if you want, but he won by like 20 lengths and everybody in that race is terrible, including him. So that's, it was a, you know, it just a, a soft ass year for Santa Anita prep races. It seemed like last year. So, you know, it was, it was easy. To, it seemed like last year it was just easy to fade anybody coming out of those races. I've ne- I was, I've never been a Taiba fan. It makes sense that it worked for him cutting back to seven furlongs because I don't know it. it you, he, he has these horses. He tries them at, you know, the classic distances. It doesn't work out. He cuts them back to seven furlong and they, they, they run win. a hole through the wind. <laughs> Stories old. Well, uh, you know what? I'm interested though to see if he actually ships somebody out here for the Pegasus because this is a great year to do it because there's really nobody in the race. I mean, I don't know if you looked at any of the probables, but they're not really all that great horses. And you know, he did it. Uh, I think it was two years ago, maybe three. It was um, mucho gusto. He he shipped out horse went wire to wire easy. Was never faded. Um, so I'm expecting him to do something like that with maybe defunded. Uh, I don't think Ty was going to make that race, although he could. But I, I just don't think that's was in their plans. They they might want to go over to Dubai or something with him. You know what my my one wish for 2023 is is that we don't have these multi million dollar purse races that are won by horses unpressured on the front end. You know, that the rest of the field just watches, you know, get smaller as they walk away. Because it's so, for one, it's just boring. For two, gam- for gambling, it just feels like a fucking trap. Because we're sitting here like, all right, who's going to pressure this horse? Who's going? And no one goes. Uh, and then I think they there ought to be some sort of, like, reform to the these purse structures. Like, okay, it's winner take all. So now <laughs> let's see. Now let's see how it runs. You know, now let's well, see you know what? has got their duel. That's kind of like how the Pegasus started a little bit. You know, they all put up their money. They all put up a million to get in the gate. And, you know, it was kind of like that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, with that and and graded stakes, they need to do something different. 
it's not working anymore. You know what? That's enough talking about right coast Florida racing. This episode, we're going to be talking about left coast Florida racing. That's right. We're going to be talking about the Tampa Bay Downs Friday card. This is our BBW show, the Bankroll Builder Wednesday, where Barry and I are going to pick through the Tampa Bay card, each with a $100 budget. But we're going to make you wait for it. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. There's reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games day of. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change service conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older in present state where playthrough for winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends, and right now you can play their weekly battle royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. You also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I've got the sniper here with me. It's our Bankroll Builder Wednesday show. If you're not familiar, it's a $100 budget for the entire card. You can play any race. You can play any wager type. We're just playing. As long as you get, you know, fit into the budget. We are cool with it. This is just the best way we think to make a little bit of money on this card. So we are talking Tampa Bay Friday. Their January 6th card starts at 1232 Eastern, 1132 God's time. That's the first post. Uh, and it kicks off the six and a half furlong, $20,000 claimer uh I, I know barry didn't have a play in here but uh as is tradition i've got to play in race one because i am an impatient person so i i took a shot here and let's go ahead let's talk about before i get into it let's talk about kind of overarching strategy for this card uh for me personally i don't play a whole lot of tampa so it didn't seem smart for me to try to take any sort of like horizontal you know long horizontal sequences or anything like that. I tried to stick to the old pick one, maybe got cute with one exact. And what about you, Barry? Did you have any uh, opinions on how to handle this card? Like overall? Um, um, you know, usually something like that. I kind of figure out after I go through the past performances, like one time I, I'll take a look through and see if I see anything, any horses that, you know, that I know, or we're, we're looking to, to have come back. And then um, I, I kind of pinpoint, a couple of horses on a card that I, I might concentrate things on, whether it's for doubles, multi-race bets, things like that, and then win bets. Um, this card in particular was was kind of tough for me. Um, you know, a, a lot of favorites don't look that great. Very beatable. Hope that happens, but, you know, it's still a tough card no matter what. All right, so we're kicking into it. Race one, it was a six and a half furlong, $20,000 claiming on the dirt. This was an interesting race because there wasn't really any early speed here. There are two horses that are going to be out towards the front. No one else really seemed to want to be out there, but neither one of these horses that wanted to be out towards the front 
actually seemed like horses that actually wanted to be on the lead to be, you know, leading the pack or anything. And that always just leads to like a, a nervous blob of horses, it seems like. But it's always usually seen the horse that actually presses out for the lead that, that is likely to end up just wiring the field. Uh, there, there were two that I thought could be that horse. Uh, the six, Uptown Queen, that's the obvious choice. I'm going with the not-so-obvious choice, especially at the 15-to-1 the morning line price, which I got to think stays pretty well up there. Uh, you know, I, equipment change makes this a really attractive play on this less than obvious choice. And I mean, it's not the kind of horse that you want to bet at a short price by any means. Like this is one that you definitely want odds on to give it a, give it a shot. But I mean, I think I'm going to have the odds here to go ahead and and take the swing at a horse like this, who essentially just has to assert itself. If it just asserts itself and someone and the other horses are, are keen to just sit back and kind of do what we were talking about before we got into this with, you know, just watch the horse get smaller as it runs away from him. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take that shot. So I'm playing the old pick one. I'm going a $20 win uh, on number five, Southern Smile at 15 to one. But I, I'm going to get a little bit cute. I, I mean, if this horse comes in, I'm going to maximize it. So I'm playing an exacto with that five keyed in front. And then I'm using uh, the only other horses who really look, looked like they were worth a damn uh, underneath. The uh, the three, uh, Spanish Delight, the four, Marumbi, and the six, who was the other possible uh, speed here uptown queen which honestly with so little speed here uh, it feels like a five six box exacto would be safe too but i'm gonna press my opinion here and key that five in the, in the beginning what do you think what do you think about first play i like that i you know i i'm, I'm a staunch uh person or staunch against favorite better if that makes any sense. So no um, I, I just, yeah, I just, I just, I prefer not to, unless I have no other choice and no other options. And that really means exhausting every option available in a race. Whatever I can do to not bet the favorite, I will try. We don't use the term cheap speed here because it's uh, derogatory. Inexpensive velocity. That's right. So That's right. I'll tell you, there's going to be a lot of inexpensive velocity play here on my end. Hey, I mean, you know, uh, they they win probably two to three times more than they should. So it's not a bad play. Never Especially a bad in the play. first race, you know, you blow up the tote board in the first race. There I we like go. That. It's always a surprise. It seems like it always happens. Is you're convinced the chalk is going to win the first, pre- first race, and then it's the longest shot on the board that, that comes in. All I'm saying is 85% of the time it happens 100% of the time. 60% of the time it works every time. Sex Panther odds. All right. Race two was a mile and 40 yards uh, on the dirt. A $5,000 in one Y uh, conditions here. Uh, as this race was a hard pass for me, though I've been told that I have the innate ability to handicap just cheap ass races and make sense of them. This is not one I wanted to try, try to make sense of. I know this was a pass for you. Uh, why was it a pass, Barry? Uh, I couldn't make sense of the race, to be honest with you. They all kind of look the same on paper. It's hard to figure out who is really going to go to the lead. I know the two, you know, has a lot of ones, you know, and kind of close up, but I don't really know if that one wants to lead this. It's, it's a really strange race. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if something strange happens there. Uh, I just, I just, it just didn't feel right, especially in comparison to the other races on the card. If it feels like the 
if you were to play this horizontally like an early pick five, it is quite easily where, uh, you know, the leg where all tickets go to die, it seems like. Uh, it would just because it's it's so just a just a meh, just a meh race. So let's move on. Let's look at race three. It's another one mile and 40 yards. It's a $10,000 main claiming once again on the dirt. Uh, I'm taking another stab at inexpensive velocity uh, in this race. Um, There's a horse here that has just so many little bitty quirks that I am just absolutely a dirty little pig boy for. Little pig boy. (laughs) Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic dirty bitch baby mistress gets to stand on. And I am the dirtiest little pig boy for horses making the move from all weather to dirt. Little pig boy comes from the dirt. He's a weasley little mud grub who needs to be stood on. Little pig boy. So I, I decided to take a stab here with this. And my play in this race is just going to be a $15 win. And it's on the seven colors. Who was I was kind of surprised. It was eight to one morning line. I gotta think that this actually jumps up unless people are leaning into uh Gulfstream form carrying over and it takes you know Gulfstream shipper kind of money. But I mean, this is not like a well-known trainer, uh, it's not a well-known jock, but I love the move coming off of all weather. Uh was facing tougher at Gulfstream. Uh it's early speed and maiden race. A lot of times that's what wins maiden races, and uh on top of that, it gets a huge weight break. And it, plus, when it was running on the all-weather, it's not like that all-weather track at, at Gulfstream really likes early speed. Like, usually it just chews up early speed and kills it, and you have a horse coming from off the pace winning those races. So I thought that maybe, you know, the horse running into a uh, running into a bias, flashing that early speed, going against other losers, that, that you know, Colors, uh, which was a weird movie. Weird movie, Colors, with Sean. Was it Sean Penn? Yeah. yeah, Robert, Robert Duvall. Duvall. Yeah, just talk, Old talk school. to a bunch of Hispanic men with their top button buttoned and everything. Like it was a the, lot of them weren't Hispanic. That was crazy about that yeah. movie. A lot, a lot of a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of white guys playing Hispanics in the in the Philip colors for sure. Uh, so I, I went with a fifteen dollar win on on the seven colors, uh, eight to one on the morning line. I'm not going to be shocked if that floats up because the speed figures aren't really great. Uh, but I mean, you know, had trouble last out. I definitely worked the sh- worth the shot uh, to go ahead and you know swing it once again some more inexpensive velocity. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, that's not a bad play in this race because you know these are these are career maidens, and usually they don't like to pass. Horse can get out in front, get brave. They can go wire to wire, and it happens quite often. You know, and you know I'm not really too up to speed on the uh the Gulfstream synthetic to Tampa dirt move mm-hmm. um but I'll research that a little bit more it might be a, a decent angle at least at the beginning of this meet here might be okay got Barry kicking that one to our think tank I like it all right so that was me race three I'm I'm already in for half my uh my bankroll uh but the man who's been surprisingly quiet. This is his time to shine with race four, another mile and 40 yards, just a completely regular distance that everyone runs all the time. Uh, it's an $8,000 non-winners of two lifetime claiming on the dirt. It was a hard pass for me, but Barry jumped on Barry, take it away. All right. So this is a $8,000 non-winners of two, another inexpensive uh, race here. 
Now, <clears throat> I, I I felt looking at this race that there's there's might be some speed here, but um, you know, beyond the two choices, uh, which would be the six, Dia de, de Sol, and the seven, Luna's Treasure. I, I narrowed it down to those two and those two only. Now, looking at Dia de Sol, the six, this horse is doing a complete nosedive in class. You know, started out la in March of last year um, in a grade three, didn't run that great, was was basically drilled. Didn't didn't finish last though, which was I guess kind of good. Um, and then now ends up in an eight thousand non runners of two at Tampa. And in that time, has not won a race. Kind of came close at Monmouth on August seventh, but really hasn't threatened anything. And this horse is eight to five. I, I'm guessing it's the barn and the rider that are, you know, top rider, top barn is the attractor there. But I just can't see it. I, I think the seven uh, will probably is a better fit for this race in general. Has the right running style, probably be close up enough to, you know, in range if somebody wants to run off. If not, this horse can go on the lead and, and you know, be on the pace. Now, the question mark is the dirt. But if you go back to February 19th, 2022, this horse ran at Tampa Maiden, uh, Maiden Clamor 32,000, ran a bang up second as as the favorite in that race, by the way, which... You know, you can take what you want from that information. Um, comes off the layoff here, uh, ran, you know, well enough on December 14th to merit a really, really good chance here in this spot. Uh, trainer's very good, very good off these type of layoffs, second time out. So I, I, I think that one's more of a, a lock than the six. So I'm going to start with a daily double in this race beginning with number seven, Luna's Treasure. I like it, especially, I, I feel like that six, Dia del Sol, is is a just utterly bet-againstable favorite, you know, with, I mean, you see that bullet workout, you know, from the, the 18th of November, and that just feels like marketing. Like, that just feels like someone please claim this horse and take it off of our hands. Like you said, it's just gone off of a, off of a, uh, you know, a class cliff. Uh, they obviously don't want this horse in their barn because they keep trying it all sorts of places uh, to try to get it, someone to take this horse off their hands. They tried it at Delaware. They tried it at Laurel. They tried it at Gulfstream. No takers anywhere. Now they try it at Tampa. Maybe some sucker will claim it <laughs> in this race at Tampa. So I like the the play against, and uh, I like kicking off the uh, the daily double there. Yeah, right. hopefully. I mean, you know, those two would be really close in the betting, I think, the six and the seven, uh, you know, maybe two to one apiece, something like that, eight to five, nine to five, something like that. So, you know, hopefully my guy or gal, Luna's Treasure, won't be the absolute favorite. And then uh, I can keep my no chalk zone status going. There we go. So race five, eight and a half furlongs, $32,000 maiden claiming on the turf. It was a pass for me. Uh, it's the second half of your daily double, but did you have another play also? Um, no, 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 not in this race, but, uh, I do have three horses here, so it's going to be a $10 double. Okay. The seven 
with the two awesome express who didn't run all that badly in an off the turf event. Um, we'll probably appreciate getting on the grass. Hopefully it doesn't rain too crazy. I know it's supposed to a little bit out there. This, you know, actually tomorrow, which is Thursday, it's supposed to rain. So Friday should be okay. Um, but yeah, awesome Empress. Uh, she ran pretty good. I think her second start on the turf will, will probably be a lot better. Uh, I took number three, Tis a Tempest. First time in the Jesus Cruz barn, who is a 19% trainer. He does okay. Um, because there's no real standouts or anybody crazy, even though there is a, a three to five in this race, which is absurd to me that any horse in a maiden claimer 32,000 would be three to five on the morning. Line. But yeah, here we are. At bonkers. Absolutely bonkers that someone would make that set that line at three to five. Yeah. Right? And I, I got a case against that horse too, but I'll get to that in a second, but I'm taking Tis a Tempest, Tis a Tempest. Uh, she's uh, eight to one on the line. And then the four love forever after out of the George Delgado barn, who's a, another high percentage trainer getting so-so uh, rider, but does well with these types. So I had to throw them in there, especially uh, not being the favorite. Now the favorite is the eight water fight. And one thing that kind of stood out to me is this horse is, basically picking up six pounds from the November 30th effort, which I don't like lost that day and had every opportunity chance, what have you to win and didn't couldn't tell you how the horse didn't win that race, but she certainly didn't at a short price, even money. I can't do it. I have to bet against that one. I I'm, with it i mean that horse had every single chance to win last out we look at it it led in a duel all the way it drops back to half a length off it comes back and still loses by a head like uh that just feels like a horse that just wants to finish second uh right there right. when pack know, animal when... doesn't you know you would think given the first part of those the, the running line that that horse would have just kind of kept going but for some reason, you know, kind of just fledgled and got beat. And, and that's where we're at. And drawing the outside post on Friday is not the greatest thing in the world either. So, you know, there, there's some things not to like there, especially a horse that's three to five. I'll tell you what, I was I was considering making a play in this race. And I was actually considering a horse that you that you're using in your double with the uh, the, the four. Look at us. Hey. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. I mean, English Channel Baby. I mean, it's a pure pedigree play. English Channel Baby going for a, a debut uh, turf route. Like, that makes sense. That uh, fits for me. But uh, I felt I decided since I was going to be, you know, good and only really play like the pick one uh, in this in the sequence that it to, to pass it up. But Barry likes it to close out his daily double there in race five. Uh, all right. Race so we're down $30. So that's a you're, $10 double, seven with two, three, four. You're, you're doing better with your, your spending compulsion than I am because I'm already halfway through it, man. I'm, I'm 50 in at this point through, uh, through halfway through the card, which I guess is good for me. I'm pacing. I'm learning to pace. <laughs> All right. Race five, or race six, sorry. Six and a half furlongs, uh, 12 and a half, uh, 
$12,500 optional claiming on the dirt. Uh, this was another one that I, I just went ahead and passed on. Uh, it, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just did not look to be really appealing. There's a whole bunch of just really kind of murky pace situations. And so this one was just like, eh. Wow. See, I saw it differently. I, I This is actually going to be my biggest uh, wager on the day. Ooh, on race six? Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. What do you got? All right. So I'm going to go $50 to win on number four, King Cairo. Now, the reason I like this horse, there's several reasons, but I'll, I'll give you the overlying reason. There, there's a lot of speed in here, and I think the pace is going to heat up. Luca drew the ace, has some speed. Uh, Gunman has some speed. Uh, unflappable Max, mm, I don't know what they're really going to do with that horse, but I don't like that horse anyway. Um, but Baby Boomer, the 7-5 favorite, will need to get out of the gate and do something which leaves King Cairo in a great spot. This horse can be close enough to the pace to make a run when everybody gets tired. And that's, that's what I'm banking on. Um, he's taking a slight drop here out of a, a $20,000 event, similar to this one, uh, run at Gulfstream. One other thing that really caught my attention is this horse got claimed in July. Doesn't show back up until October. Um, runs in a seven furlong race, does okay, runs back November 25th and doesn't do much. And then they, they ship over to Tampa for a lower level and a, a more suitable class level for this horse. In that time span, from the last race on November 25th, this horse kind of uncharacteristically had three workouts at Palm Meadows which I thought was really, really, really interesting because this horse really hasn't put together workouts like that um, in a while. So it looks like this horse is very, very, you know, rounding in the form, as they say. Um, so I, I think this one's going to get a good trip and finish the race off well. Um, one note about San Constantino, the one looks good on paper, but the horse has never won on the dirt which is a uh, red flag for me considering, you know, clearly this horse does way better work on the synthetic. All right. So one thing definitely to be said for uh, unflappable Max is uh, for one, I mean, or sorry, not unflappable Max. Uh, let's see. What's the horse? King Cairo. King Cairo. The one thing to be said for King Cairo is uh, that is a hot commodity at the claiming box. Good God. Uh, that always seems like the long, this is the longest that it's been in anybody's barn for, I don't know, friggin' forever. It appears can't run more than two races without getting claimed. Typically, uh, you know, I, I, I like the play and especially I like, I think that's a good catch with the, uh, the works leading into this because you have sort of that ramp up that makes you think that they were pointed to this race for a little bit. You know, that this is definitely something that they were trying to train it up for because it's an optional claiming race. It's not in for the tag. It's in in a protected spot. Like, this seems like a good spot to train a horse up for and to go ahead and, and get the win and not have the, you know, the threat of, of losing the horse, uh, which is really kind of interesting considering how many times it's been claimed. And claimed back. She and claimed back, yeah. The, uh, the trainer had this horse 
way back, uh, let's see, 2021-ish. Not ish, but definitely 2021. Got claimed and claimed and claimed and claimed. So, you know, everybody knows this horse has ability at this level. So this is this is a great spot. And six to one on the line, which will probably I don't think six to one will hold, but I don't think you know, I, I think they're really gonna go after this baby boomer horse. So I think I mean, we'll, we'll get a good price. I, I could see it too. I mean, you you have Baby Boomer who's taking a big drop. It's for the Gerald Bennett barn. It's got Sammy Camacho up, which Gerald Bennett, Gerald Bennett's winning at like 36% right now. Sammy Camacho's winning at 23%. People chase those percentages like crazy. So you end up getting good prices on horses whenever you have trainers like this with horses entered uh, into those races. And that's what Barry's trying to do with King Cairo in the sixth. And I'm for it. I really like that play, Barry. I might have All to. Right mush the shit out of that <laughs> you can partake right. you can get down with that yeah we're, we're, we're mush proof over here like like they uh who was it what am i thinking of was it cool in the gang that said get down on it yeah there you go you got i that. like to i like to uh make sandwiches and then sing what i'm doing to the tune of get down on it by cool in the gang like okay. mustard on it right. mayonnaise i'm yeah, gonna try that turkey on it fried egg on it yeah it's fun it's fun you'll end up doing that way more than the people in the, your home really want you to do uh moving on race seven i had to play here barry had to play here looks like we're finally talking the same races it's twenty five thousand dollar allowance going one mile on the turf i took another swing at a big big price here but i want to hear oh, what man barry had probably on the same horse then <laughs> I, I mean, if you know that I'm going at that cheap speed, or sorry, inexpensive velocity, uh, then quite possible that we might, that we are on the same horse. No, we're not. I don't think so. But now that you say that, no, I don't think we are. All right. Who do you got? I went to number seven, Magical Adventure. Um, this is this is a really tricky race. Uh, and, and again, another spot where I don't particularly like the horses that will probably be bet. Um, the one is pretty much will need the lead in order to win. And I can't trust that horse at all um, because there's speed to his inside anvil or outside, right to his direct outside. And then the favorite or one of the horses I think that are going to get bet is uh, North Carolina, who has quite a bit of speed too. So I figure that this pace is really going to be honest and that's enough for magical adventure to sit and pounce has a good race uh, at Tampa last year uh, around this time, actually January 9th, 2022 ran a bang up second to a pretty decent field. I I believe I was there that day, Um, but this horse fits here. Ran a really good race on the comeback off of a six-month layoff or maybe a little under six months. So ran on June 10th, ran a really good bang-up race at a mile and an eighth um, on the turf at Tampa on December 2nd. Came back, ran a, another pretty decent race, and, and I think this one is, is in a good spot here. I'll tell you what I said. I'd been be- I was going to be playing uh, inexpensive velocity the entire time, but uh, I also uh, am uh, often wrong and forget what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> no, 
I had a horse I thought could come off the pace. Uh, I was, I ended up playing, and this is a $25 win place. I took the, just the back half of my, my budget and put it on the eight gambling czar. That's okay. 12 to one morning line. Uh, it's got one of my little pig boy angles. Little pig boy. That's the going from all weather uh, to, to dirt. I love all weather to anything. Uh, it's, been able to pass other horses before it's got some turf winners in its pedigree it's a tapazar out of the kitten's joy uh you know gets a little bit of clap you know looks like uh the horse has actually closed before and gets jose batista up uh and i thought that at that price i i, I even think that i will get enough value out of the wind pool that instead of slamming a 50 dollars win bet i'm gonna go ahead and give myself a little bit of uh insurance on a uh, gambling czar uh did you did you note who the trainer is Diane Mort- Morrissey, she's the trainer of your previous, the, hor- the horse you played last time, too. So if the, we can get the double yeah, there. the double. You know, and, and I almost thought about doing that, connecting these two races. Um, but we're going to go with the $20 win bet on Magical Adventure because I, I think we're going to get a, a, a good price here, probably close to the morning line. It looks like we both saw the pace the same way because we're both coming at horses that look like they're going to be closing from in there. I mean, you've got North Carolina who's going to show uh, early speed. You've got the Skipster who's going to show early speed. You've got from the one hole Van Dusen uh, that uh, let's hope it doesn't chunk the Van Dusen and say goodbye. <laughs> hey, oh, that's a good one. I, it's, it's not really, but ladies and gentlemen, simple minds. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. This is why we were both written in for funniest people on horse Twitter, by the way. Um, yeah, that, that, yeah, that was a that was a strange exchange. I, I think I what's sad is I don't think that they they know that I'm an utterly serious person. Like this is this, yeah, they don't they don't yeah they. I would say I they, people close to me might know. shit that happens in my head, Barry. Oh man, you you should see the the text messages that I fly out <laughs> randomly during the day. Just like, you know, I'll, I'll put them on Twitter or, or Facebook every once in a while. I'll be like, hey, this is a random thought. Like the other day, one a memory on Facebook came up and it was when you get a bigger bed, you have more bedroom, but less bedroom. See? Cool. This is stuff that goes through my head. I'm going to need a change of pants because I just blew my mind out of my ass. <laughs> Whoa, we Barry. I didn't know we were getting into the heavy shit. Here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's <laughs> that's what goes on between races, man. So that it wrapped it up for me there, race seven. I was the win place on gambling czar. Remind me again, what did you have race seven? Uh, twenty dollar win bet on number seven, uh, magical adventure. Hopefully, it's right. not a mad. Yeah, hopefully, it is a magical adventure. There we you go. Just want the magical part, not the adventure. You want the magic. I. I typically don't take magical adventures without mushrooms, to be fair. Can you, I mean, is there any other way? Will they feed this horse mushrooms? Because if so, I might throw the 401k at it. Yeah, because, yeah, he'd be super duper fast. And giggling the whole way. <laughs> Just super body high. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking out of fit, you know. But are we going to a fish concert after this? See, Step you on. already got my mind going because, you know, remember... Uh, a few years ago when I think it was Navarro's horses showed up with like cocaine and meth in their system. Right. And I was basically made the joke that the horses were rolling up their racing forms 
and partaking in the festivities. Yeah. But just yeah. See this chain is, this smoking is camel chain right. smoking camel crushes. Not able Nobody to listen wants to, to get it. in his head, man. Nobody wants to get in his head. It's it's crazy in there. The the horses couldn't listen to to an entire song all the way through. It's like next song, next song. I don't want to listen to this song anymore. Next song. They're fidgety, man. Camel crush popping the little thing in the filter. Just I might have just tipped my hand as to what my habits used to be. All right. <laughs> So we were both passes race eight, race nine. I think that's it. We're both in the books for everything that we've got. Yeah, yeah. Let's do, do a little recap. We'll do it in order. Race one, I was a play here with, uh, I was a $20 win on the five Southern Smile and a $5 exact of five with three, four, six. Race two was a pass for me. Race three, uh, we were a win bet on the number seven colors uh, at $15, I believe. And then you kicked it off in race four. Go ahead. Yep, with the double starting with uh, number seven, Lunas Treasure. A $10 double starting in race four with number seven, Lunas Treasure. To race five to the two, three, and four. That would be the two, Awesome Empress. Three, Tis a Tempest. And four, Love Forever After. All right. And then race five, Did you, you just had, you rounded out your daily double, correct? No. That's race right. Five is my fifty dollar win bet on. I said it. Four. I instantly knew I was wrong as I was saying it. King Cairo. That's Let's right. Go. And hopefully 50. we're able. Yeah, I like that. I like that play. Uh, then let's see. Race six for me. That was a pass, I believe. Let's see. Did you have something? No, that there? was race six. Race oh, six was, was King Cairo. Yeah. All right, that's right. Because we're trying to stretch King Cairo, hopefully into a double uh, with a gambling czar, where I was a. $25 win place on the number eight gambling czar. And then I was $20 to win on number seven magical adventure. And Minus we the adventure. Both abstained races eight and nine. That is BBW Wednesday for you folks. We are both in for a hundred dollars trying to build a bankroll, but we do love the big, beautiful ladies. All right, Barry, what all, what all you got going on these days? Are you uh, recording any podcasts or anything? Fun? Yeah, yep. Um, you know, we just did our first show of the new year uh, on the Going in Circles podcast, myself and Chuck Simon. You can catch us all day, every day, going in circles podcast.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. Um, funny enough, my TikTok page is, is blowing up right now. Really? It's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, on TikTok, but my TikTok is, is, is blown up, man. I had, I had a couple of, uh, I had one video about in August that ended up going viral. And then I had another one the other day that's, that's in the process of going viral. So like the, I had to turn off all the notifications and all that nonsense because it was, it's just getting absurd. And then, you know, we'll pop up now and then on the uh, the Facebook groups. Although Chuck is very against Facebook groups, horse racing ones anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, and then uh, in February, I'll be doing the analyst, uh, guest analyst, I guess you could say, on, uh, you know, the stakes days at Bay Down. So, you nice. know, it's going to be on, on the, I guess, the now FanDuel TV again, I guess. Um. We'll see. I, I, I know been working and talking to people over there, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, nice. Good yeah, for you, buddy. You know, hopefully we'll, we'll see some, some action. Usually, the, you know, the wintertime for me is, is usually where it's at 
between like Gulfstream and, and Tampa, but mostly Tampa this year. So basically for the month of February and March, I'll be out there um, quite a bit doing, you know, TV work and stuff like that. There you go. I like it. That's a, that's a big deal, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Now you need to come down. You need to come down and hang out. I I need to, it's been a while since I've been to Florida. I need to get down there (laughs) for sure. All right. I, you know what folks give, give this show a follow. Please at do. notorious underscore OTB. That's on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at of Oakland. I just added an Instagram. Look, Barry's on like TikTok and all sorts of stuff. I'm, I'm oh, baby man. steps. I just added an Instagram. So at Wolf of Oakland there on Instagram, you can find me. Uh, or if you follow Barry, I'm in there too. So you can follow, you know, you get to me. You get to me. You find me somehow. Uh, and, you know, give a review the show, follow the show, subscribe to the show, do all that stuff involving the show. Uh yeah, that's that's it. This is the first show of 2023, episode 67, <laughs> episode 69 coming soon. Nice. <laughs> All right, so we will catch you next time. Thanks again to Barry, who's uh who also moving up there on the list of uh you know all time appearances scoreboard. So Matthew DeSantis, watch the fuck out or show the fuck up. Either one. You know what I'm saying. That's right. What site? He's just resting on his laurels, resting on his laurels like he can <laughs> hold on to that lead forever, which he's been on a bunch. He maybe can, but <laughs> it's important to make, make he, that he doesn't get complacent. And think right. people are nipping Put at the pressure head. on him. That's right. All right. So we'll catch you next time on the Notorious OTV brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will see you Friday. <laughs>